Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. When Deanna crash lands while returning to the Enterprise, an away team goes to save her. But the planet's sole inhabitant turns this rescue mission into a death trap. From April 23rd, 1988, it's Season 1, Episode 22, Skin of Evil. (laughs) Or, Yar Queen, Yar. Uh, I'm Cam, that's Dan, and this is incredibly depressing. I'll cut it right there, actually. I'll, I'll throw in the, the next generation later. They know who we are. <laughs> they know. Oh, man. I, I knew it was coming, but I thought I had I thought I thought had a few more episodes to prepare. Nope. No, you did not. Oh, she's still- and it was just, people are pissed. People are pissed about this episode still to this day. Mm. It's something. And I mean... It truly is something, and it's. I can't wait to talk with you about it. But uh, I should probably do the thing. Do the thing. So that we can. So that we can actually talk about this. On Stardate four one six zero one point three, the Enterprise receives a distress call from a shuttlecraft returning Deanna Troy from a psychic counselor conference. Mm. The, <laughs> damn right. They find the shuttle has crashed on a desolate planet. Vagra 2 or Viagra 2 I don't know and while (laughs) this episode could use a little lift if you know what I mean and (laughs) don't finger snap at me (laughs) double finger guns yeah yeah While they can find the life signs of Troy and the pilot, Lieutenant Ben Preto, they are unable to beam the two to the ship. An away team beams down and discovers an animated pool of tar-like substance, a benevolent life form that calls itself Armus. When Lieutenant Yar attempts to approach the shuttlecraft, demanding that they see their people, Armus hurls her back with a psychokinetic blast, killing her instantly. The away team is brought back to the Enterprise, but the damage to Yar's brain is too great and Dr. Crusher cannot repair it. They are unable to resuscitate her. A second away team is sent to the planet. Armis taunts the crew members and maintains his grasp on the shuttle. During this time, Troy has communicated with Armis and learned that in a physical mani- it is a physical manifestation of evil from the bodies of an ancient race. <laughs> Abandoned on Vagra 2. After Armis toys with Troy by completely engulfing Commander Riker in his ooey-gooey tar-like self, I would have to say this is Riker's filthiest sex scene yet, the away team scans Armis's energy field and finds that when Armis engulfs the shuttle and speaks to Troy, expressing his remorse and pity, the field disrupting the transporter signal is weakened, which can allow them to beam Troy and Preto out of the shuttle. Captain Picard beams down to speak with Armus directly, challenging him to a game of wits and sending the, arrest, the rest of the away team to the ship. Picard engages 
Armas in a heated discussion to discover its motive, which is to seek revenge on those that abandoned it on Vega 2. Armas is riled to a point where the energy field is dissipated enough, allowing for Picard, Troy, and Preto to safely beam back to the Enterprise. After destroying the shuttlecraft from orbit, Picard orders a quarantine on Vega 2. As they leave Vega 2, the crowd holds a memorial service for Lieutenant Yar. And apparently her will is a pre-recorded simulation addressing each of the senior crew members and for, <sighs> for some reason, Wesley... God damn it. Telling them that they were meant, <laughs> telling them what they meant to her and what she learned from each of them. <laughs> After sorry. this, I'm so sorry. Fine. It's the most 80s weird after school specialty. I just, oh, someone's dead and this is how they go about it. I, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she tells them what they meant to her and what she learned from each of them, and it's sweet and adorable and as funny as Dan says. And <laughs> Data, who has previously been intimate with Yar, as we all know, tells Picard that he is confused as to the purpose of the service. He said that his thoughts are not for Tasha, but for himself, because he can only think of how empty his life will be without her. He asks Picard if he missed the point. But Picard assures him that he got it. And so ends Tasha Yar. Or as I like to say, Tarsha Tar. And ah. this shit stain. <laughs> skin of evil. Oh, man. Um, this one is... Uh, it's, 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 it's like an amalgamation of... I had weird dreams after I watched this, Cameron. Weird dreams. I'm sure you did. Um, I had a little bourbon while I was watching it. Good. Um, good, good. And I had a little more bourbon by the time I finished it because whoopee. Um, <laughs> while I enjoyed Picard's... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good. For those of you wondering, I just shared the famous meme of Tasha Yar and Yasha Tar with Dan because he can actually appreciate it now. Yeah, I can. Ah, oh, man, as the memes just roll out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was really, really something. Really something. Yeah. Um, boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> boy, I just uh, yeah, da, I don't. Da, da, da. I I don't know what to. Where where exactly to start with my feelings on this because I um, I feel like okay okay here here, what did you like about this, Cameron? <laughs> well, I mean. I, my favorite moment of the whole thing, and unfortunately it's a giveaway that Tasha's going to die, but it's her connection with Worf and how they're both so excited for the, you know, karate tournament, which is the most 80s thing Star Trek has ever done. And... I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the mauve wall is 
pretty much the mauve interiors of the entire ship is the most 80s thing Star Trek has It's ever a done, carpeted but... spaceship, Cameron. <laughs> uh... At least I wasn't the one that put carpet all over this beautiful hardwood, Karen. <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> Uh, at least it's not a carpeted bathroom, but I mean, oof, woof. No, you're fine. The wharf, uh, the wharf and yar moment was very nice. I had that as well. It was um, lovely. Okay. I'd actually forgotten about it. All I remember is the fucking armist. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I definitely was getting some wharf ex ex Tasha of our vibes. It was it was a little uh it was a little hot. I could I could feel some some energy between them. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was just it was just a genuine connection, and of course, whenever there's genuine connection with someone who has never had genuine connection, it means they're gonna die. That's just some waka bitch waka. All right, waka waka. <laughs> yes. Oh, yar queen. I'm just okay. Um, there's there's something I I. I guess I can talk about this well in things I love because I love hate it. I I kind of enjoy the way that they treated her death in that it's so random, so happenstantial, and that there's nothing you can do about it, which is one of the most realistic portrayals of death that I've ever seen, not only in Star Trek, but in anything. And, you know, it was just, it was like an accident at work. It was... yeah. It was just, you know, it was horrifying and sad and there was no reason for it. And I mean, that's, that is death. So I did kind of love it, but also I think her character deserved more, which is why I hate it. Sure. I don't know. How did you feel about it, Dan? Um, it felt like, it felt like a, an afterthought uh, a little bit, like, like they, needed to get rid of her and it just worked in the script, which I'm interested to hear the circumstances because I know you've alluded to why she left before, but um, it was surprisingly the death itself. I was like, really? This is what we're getting? This is how you're going to go with the oil slick that follows? That's that's what happens? Um and I kept thinking there'd be like an eleventh hour reversal, and they were actually going to kill her later. But nope, this this was it. Um, but it was yep. the eulogy, while awkward and weird, did get me kind of emotional. Um, I I agree. Yeah, it was, it was very really touching. out of place, but it was it was heartfelt. You couldn't fault them for a lack of heart. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of heart. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there is just, there is so much that goes into this and I can't wait until after we finish next generation. Cause then I'm going to send you all the videos that I've watched so you can experience the depth of knowledge that I have. And we can actually discuss this because it just, this episode has so many implications Really? To canon, to this show, to this, to everything. It's just, yeah, it's, it's really something. This is the and first of many Armis black oil monsters that are going to come after them? Nope. Is that what you're telling me? 
No, I'm not. This is the only one. <laughs> Thank Christ. Oh, I, um, yeah. I was like, well, it's no no kill I rock monster. But I know. I love pizza rock. Pizza and this was rock. Just, this was just shit. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a no yeah. kill I tattoo now. Are you? I don't know. Oh, my God. Can I get one, too? <laughs> we got to get some sort of Star Trek tats. We do. I uh, I mean, I almost got one at Comic-Con because oh, yeah? they had tattoo artists there who were doing $50 tattoos. Nice. And, like, you know, it was nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. But I was like, no, I want to get my first Star-, Star Trek tattoo with Dan. And I also don't want it to counteract oh. my big nerd tattoo, which I still have no idea where I want to put it. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. We will. Even if you have to explore every inch of my body, we'll figure it out. Don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time. <laughs> I want to make a topographical uh. map of your skin. <laughs> <laughs> For use after I die. <laughs> yep, so I can... You know what? I'm just going to stop myself because I, I know myself well enough to know where this is going to just. <laughs> I'm just going to, unlike this episode, stop while the things are going off the tracks. I was just going to say I would make a hell of a bear rug. Ooh, you would. A bear in every sense <laughs> of the word, my friend. I know. I know. Cameron. It wasn't all yes, literally the one good thing we had to say about this episode, <laughs> was it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so I'm going to start with, first of all, the writers had something very different in mind when they created Armus, and they ended up with this fucking oil slick. And I hated that it actually put people in danger. There was a real human under there. What? Yes. And Jonathan Frakes actually went into a pool of goo which was created with Metamucil and printer's ink. Jesus Christ. And yeah, lots of people almost died because it's literally a viscous fluid that is trying to drown you at every step of the way. That's some like Tin Man makeup giving the, the guy who played the Tin Man cancer kind of bullshit. Yep. Sure is. Woof. I also, I fucking hated the fact that they should have just left Tasha B, but for some reason they put that purple thing on her cheek after she'd been touched by Armis. And I was like, what? Still, every time I see it, it just makes me irrationally angry. It's like, what were you trying to, what were you trying to say? It's the opposite what? of an angel kiss, Cameron. It's a <laughs> devil dick slap. <laughs> but it doesn't uh it just it looks like a pool <laughs> looks like a pool of purple shit on her cheek and i hate it it's just well and why what, why what it, why why what was the i guess what what was the impetus to make a monster that was the quote collective evil that an alien race had purged from themselves like how does one how does one take all of your evil out and then make something with it? Because outside of Austin Logan, I don't know of an instance where that's ever happened before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I it's think. just 
I don't even know. I. <sighs> it's just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just fucking worse. Um. Well, now if ever, if anyone ever says to you, "My armistice is coming out," you get the reference. Nah. Armistice Day. <laughs> I also hated that apparently Armis has read The Wizard of Oz since he called Data Tin Man. Right? What's that about? I don't know. Um, I forgot to mention, I did actually enjoy Marina Sirtis's acting in this. I thought she did very well considering the circumstances. Once again, she was useless, but yes. Yes, she was. She was good in her uselessness. <laughs> I'm gonna try it and reason with the evil the evil from the black lagoon. <laughs> I'm gonna try to empathize with what is clearly uh an irrational booger. <laughs> like <laughs> Hey Sledgepool, don't be a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean this thing this this villain belongs in an episode of Captain Planet, man. This this is not I know. <laughs> not a not a Star Trek it villain. Is this is like a, a crossover for Green Week here on NBC. <laughs> Actually, it's <laughs> it is a result of what the villains in Captain Planet do, making, you know, toxic waste just for fun. And mm-hmm. the toxic waste is now jealous and sad and angry. Oh, so angry that they left it behind right. in the swamps. Sure. So you're telling me that Captain Planet is real and Star Trek takes place in the far off distant future from when Captain Planet happened. That's canon well, in course, my head the, now. <laughs> the warp core is powered by heart, Dan. <laughs> that would make sense uh, a lot more than the like awkward dinner tray with a crystal on it that was apparently powering it. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, that's, that's, that's the dilithium crystal? That looks like um, something that you know your your grandfather has on his desk as a paperweight like what it looks like an agate that somebody tripped over like that does not look like it could power a ship and furthermore it's a it it's it's a very I, rare go ahead sorry go ahead no 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 it's very rare i was going to say it's a very rare crystalline dish used exclusively thanksgiving every 5 years to serve hard-boiled eggs. Cameron, if you can find a replica of the warp core there that they're holding, that that like piece of crystal on a weird awkward tray with the gold things on the side, if you find one, I will I will use it to serve Thanksgiving dinner every year from now until the end of time. It was so weird and jarring. I was like, sir. "What what are you even? How is this? They have no protective gear on." nothing they're just like well i mean i mean so it's not radioactive i guess but in the past it's not i don't know i don't i've just i've given up i'm just gonna pretend the nacelles are magic (laughs) (laughs) i mean the thing is is the next generation it all actually makes way more sense you keep saying that but i'm waiting cameron well i mean that that dilithium crystal is the first step in that it you know it is a substance that allows matter and antimatter to combine into an energy plasma without exploding. So it's like gotcha. it's like the water in nuclear plants where it allows the energy transference to take place. You know what I mean? But instead of okay. heat, it's just pure, pure energy. Which, I mean, when matter and antimatter combine, there is no radiation. I mean, there's not 
there's lots of radiation, but not the kind that is detrimental to human life. I'm going to need somebody to fact check everything you just said. Dan? That's fine. Future I'll send, Dan? I'll send you the copies check of the technical manual. <laughs> oh. I'll just I'll just send it to you, Dan. Dude, cite your sources. <laughs> of course. Star Trek The Next Generation Technical Manual, 1994 edition. Wow. That must have been a fun writing assignment for whoever got to do that. Michael and Denise Okuda. Oh, thank you, Okudas. You're welcome. They are the best. Um, <laughs> they don't. They're not. They're also, not the Star Trek Encyclopedia. They're not worried about whether or not we understand it or not. They're pretty chill about it. They're like uh, Akuta Matata. Yeah, <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you. I love you so much. Um, they actually even sort of retcon and say that the reason that the reactions have gotten cleaner is because the dilithium crystals have gotten better. So, like, the higher quality of dilithium crystal, the cleaner the energy reaction you get. So, you know, cleaner, working on it. purer, uncut dilithium. Mm. <laughs> get that shit directly in my nacelle. <laughs> you bet your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, everyone, everyone hated this episode. And, Yeah. The writers hated it because it turned out so poorly. The cast and crew hated it because it was so fucking dangerous and terrible. The fans hate it because of Yar's tragic and untimely death and because it's cheesy and horrible. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one th- the one positive thing is that Denise Crosby does not resent leaving. She doesn't regret her decision. She says that, but... Well, I mean, she also said that she was absolutely miserable on the first season because she just... She couldn't deal with the fact that she might spend seven, eight, God knows how long, saying yes, sir, and pushing buttons. And that's, you know, that's what they had given her so far. They Mm -hmm. gave her the one kinky android sex scene, and then that was it. Yeah. Not a great start. Not a great start. No. And not a great end. No. But, I mean, the thing is, is everyone thinks of her character fondly, and, you know, I mean, she was a great security officer. She was a badass. And she left us too soon. Yeah, this episode had uh, very little redeeming quality, but I'm still glad I watched it. But I think the vast majority of what makes it good is the quotes, specifically all the quotes from the last four minutes of it. (laughs) (laughs) Should we alternate? Yeah. My friend Data, you see things with the wonder of a child. And that makes you more human than any of us. Tasha's final words, everyone. Death is that state in which one exists only in the memory of others, which is why it is not an end. No goodbyes, just good memories. 
Hailing frequencies close, sir. Au revoir, Natasha. Or ever. Or ever, Natasha. Are you drunk, Captain? She was my friend and she's dead. Of course I'm drunk. <laughs> Get your synth ale away from me. Rage-filled drunk Picard here. Fly us into the nearest star, number one. Life is pointless. Wow. Okay, uh, we're not not doing that. It's not going to happen. Oh, God. I love nihilism so much. <laughs> so uh, fucking funny. That Picard would meet the Borg and be like, you know what? You're making some pretty good sense there, friend. I, I'm just going to stay here. I'm just going to assimilate the shit out of it. Can we get to the Borg already, Cameron? Soon. Next season? Yes. Yay! It's going to be a good time, Daniel Crary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Captain Jean-Luc Picard, I wish I could say you've been like a father to me, but I've never had one, so I don't know what that feels like. But... If there was someone in the universe I could choose to be like, someone who I would want to make proud of me, it's you. You have the heart of an explorer and the soul of a poet. The highest possible compliment there. And I was like, that's why I like Picard. <laughs> heart of an explorer and soul of a poet? Mm-hmm. Very different. He's like you? Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know about that. The only thing I've ever explored is other people's bodies, but still. Um, <laughs> don't you lie to me. That's true. I did once there get lost in There have got to be volumes the... of poetry that you've written. Oh, oh, yeah. I was just talking about the explorer part. The soul of the poet. Oh, yeah. I go for the whole warrior poet uh, motif. Um, I know you do. Minus the, the warrior part because I'm a pacifist, but, you know. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, liked that. I liked that quite a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> do you want to do Armist or should I? <laughs> I get to have so much fun all the time. I feel like you should get to do Armist. Come on, man. Okay. Well, good luck, everyone. We'll see what comes out of me. <sighs> That's the story of my life. That's going to be my autobiography title. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Counselor Troy says... <clears throat> You were really surprised they came back. Yes. <laughs> Why? <You're welcome. laughs> because the others did not. What others? You can't hide the emptiness from me, Cameron. The others. <laughs> the ones who hurt you, who left you alone, rejected. The ones who make you so angry. <laughs> that was a flawless, Deanna. <laughs> What do you know of them? Only what you tell me. I will tell you nothing. Not now, but soon. <laughs> Continuing. Who deserted you? Creatures whose beauty now dazzles all who see them. They would not exist without me. You were together. 
They perfected a means of bringing to the surface all that was evil and negative within, erupting, spreading, connecting. In time, it formed a second skin, dank and vile. You. <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, yes. Dun. <laughs> I love, I love the words dank and vile together. Mm-hmm. That's... <laughs> That's dank, as it were. I have a dank vial, but it's filled with something else. <laughs> I wouldn't call it oh, evil, dear. but uh, moms, moms against uh, drugs, they would, they would definitely call it evil. The mad ladies. Mm-hmm. They're just so mad, Cameron. Oh, I know. In both senses. Mm-hmm. You were capable of great sadism and cruelty. Interesting. No redeeming qualities. <laughs> so, what do you think? I think you should be destroyed. A moral judgment from a machine. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Armis the Hut. Misha Quista made of evil. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh... A great poet once said, All spirits are enslaved that serve things evil. You do not understand. I do not serve things evil. I am evil. Oh, no. (laughs) You're not. I am a skin of evil, left here by a race of titans who believed if they rid themselves of me, they would be free. The bends of destructiveness. It's a little of a sludge from Fern Gully, too. Mm-hmm. I can't do Tim Curry justice, though. No one Slime can. beneath me. Mm, <laughs> slime above. <laughs> I wonder if that's what they were going for. Um, if they were, this is a big old swing and a miss. <laughs> yep. It's like Fern Gully created what they were actually going for. Right. Which is Tim Curry. I want Tim Curry in everything. <sighs> I I mean, I've told you my Tim Curry problem before. It's like every time he does something, I want to be that. Mm-hmm. After I saw Home Alone 2, I wanted to abuse Macaulay Culkin. After I saw... <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I wanted to be a, st- a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. After I saw Fern Cully, I wanted to destroy the rainforest. You know, it's really just not good for my mental health. Well, fortunately, the last thing you watched of that he was in was the Wild Thornberries. So now you just want to tour all over the, the world with your family in an RV. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I mean, I religiously Smashing! watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> Come along, <laughs> puppet. No, no, it's that, I lost it. <laughs> it, became, it became Picard. <laughs> Nigel Thornberry, huh? Now I got to work on that one. God, when was the last time I watched the Wild Thornberries? Can we just say Eliza oh, wow. Thornberry, feminist icon? She is a feminist icon. Mm-hmm. It was a great show. It was. It was. Oh, Cameron. <laughs> I'm real quick. I'm going to do my line reading of what Dr. Crusher should have been. (laughs) Go ahead. When she was talking about Tasha's death, she started with that thing just sucked the life right out of her. 
There's nothing I can do. But she should have said, that thing just sucked. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I've got one more uh, okay. that I love from Peace Do, which is um Yeah. You say that you are true evil. Shall I tell you what true evil is? It is to submit to you. It is when we surrender our freedom, our dignity, instead of defying you. Ah. It's good. That one got me horny. Peace do is fantastic. Just let the man monologue. That can save just about any episode. Just let him monologue <laughs> all over your face. Yep. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, that is the reason people kept watching. Yeah. That and the chemistry between the cast. Well, Cameron, how many gone too soon in memoriam holodeck last will and testaments would you give this one (laughs) (laughs) i remember you i uh i don't know i honestly don't know how i feel about this episode anymore i mean i i hate it but but i just i know what it means for this show. So I'm going to have to give it like a one and a half. Mm. Wow. Gone too soon. Yeah. In memoriams. <laughs> the other one just starts and then it doesn't finish. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I, I'd give it a, I'd give it a one and a half as well. That's it's, it's Ugh. a waste of time. It's, it's poorly done. It's got some good quotes. The rest of it is, I wouldn't call it a garbage fire. I'd call it a, a tire fire because that's what it looks like. It's a bunch of melted tires. Or a putrid tar pit. Ooh, putrid tar pit. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Was yeah, it? Yeah, putrid tar pit. Hot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I I just realized that one and a half gone too soon things is the most tragic thing that could ever happen is if you started at the second funeral and someone didn't get to chill finish their will and testament because they died Mm, man (laughs) at least they didn't go down that route (laughs) can you imagine them gathering in the holodeck and tasha saying i'm not finishing this i'm going to live forever what what (laughs) (laughs) then everyone just cries for 10 minutes yeah That'd be a better ending. <laughs> and gets shit-faced. Oh, my God. I just... <laughs> what? What's the matter? Oh, no. Um, The thing that Lieutenant Worf says to Tasha that we loved so much is, you were favored in the ship's pool, yeah. and then she died because of a pool. Ew. <laughs> That's no good. It's It's a sad bit of... This one was just this one was just a bummer. It's just a bummer. And it's not a it's not truly tragic in a way that's like affecting and lasting. It's just it's just a real bummer. It's not like it is a bummer. uh, for example, if you're a fan of Buffy, when Buffy's mom dies, when Joy Summer dies, that is fucking devastating. Because she just comes home and her mom had a brain aneurysm. That's it. And that's the opening of the episode. So the rest of the episode is just everyone dealing with that. 
That's how you kill a yep. character off and make it like fuck people up where it lasts. But this is, uh, they finally found something that was more unfortunate than Yar's haircut. <laughs> hey, I like her haircut. Just because you used to have it doesn't mean you like it. <laughs> it was this. It was the epitome of chicness at the time, mm. and she is a feminist icon. Unfortunately, they did nothing with her character. As you can see, yeah. literally nothing. Yeah, they just killed her. That was it. Oh. Well, we've loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, and then railed against it uh, and rambled. I think <laughs> I think we liked it. I don't think we loved it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so for the first time ever. We liked we it. We liked it. <laughs> hated it. Quoted it. Quoted it and rated, and rated it. it. And uh, we'll see you back here for We'll Always Have Paris. <laughs> Which I can't wait to talk about. I just hope anyway. I just hope it's as sexy as I think it's gonna be. Oh, it's it's you know it's peace to Amazing. in Paris. Uh <laughs> being French. So, you know, it's everything you want. That is literally everything I want. I know, I know, Dan. Well, I just want to wish you all to have to not just have a great week, but to make it so. Keep on trekking. Can you hear me now? Oh, just barely. There you are. Well, there's a good 10 minutes of me futzing with the internet and probably wearing swear words, swearing swear words. I don't remember, but that'll be fun. You know how I feel about the curses, Cameron. <laughs> I do. I think if you're going to say fuck, it better be a preamble to the act and not some sort of vulgar <laughs> expletive used as an example here. Are we gonna fuck? <laughs> Maybe someday. What... The fuck are you talking about? A Secret Weapon Production.